Nights in white satin, never reaching the end. Podcasts I've written, never meaning to send. Because I love you. Yes, I love you. Yes, I love you. I do love you. (laughs) And there are a lot of podcasts I've always sent, but maybe shouldn't have sent. But that's all right, because we're here for another one. I'm Harland Williams, and you're on the Harland Highway. Thank you for joining. What a treat. Um, We're going to be talking about dangerous sex today. Oh, my God. I'm going to share with you a dangerous sexual moment that happened with me, and I'm hoping you'll reciprocate. Um, we're going to be talking about clothes shopping and how annoying it can be. We're going to be listening to some voicemail. I'm going to be telling you about a prank I did dressed in a bee costume. We're going to be talking about hellos and goodbyes. The simple act of saying hello and goodbye. And also, we're going to be talking about something that you may have done and not even known, but ca- uh, past counterfeit money. Over the table. Right? But this isn't counterfeit. This is the real thing. This is the Harland Highway! Yeah! Welcome to the Harland Highway. Please go away and leave me alone. You just made a wrong turn onto the Harland Highway. (laughs) Keep it going. Love the show. You're hilarious. My blanket! My blue blanket! Give me my blue blanket! Fasten your seatbelt. You're riding down the Harland Highway. It's the Harland Highway. Have you checked the children? Oh, hello, everybody. Hi. How are you? I'm I'm waving to you. Do you see me waving to you? No? That's because this is an audio experience. Um, uh, but here's the thing. You ever get that, uh, that unpredictability factor going when you say hi to someone or wave to someone? And I mean usually uh, to a stranger, right? You're walking down the street or you're in your car. You're strolling through the mall, you're in the park, and for whatever reason, sometimes you inadvertently or consciously or for whatever reason, you end up having a greeting with someone you don't know that you've never met, you're just seeing for the first time in your life ever, and it's just random, right? Um, it could be you're, you're driving, uh, you're driving in your car down a street and someone kind of walks in front of you with their dog and you're like, oh, hi, you know, out the window. Or maybe you're walking your dog and you pass a stranger like, hey, how's it going? Hi. Or for whatever reason, you're going by the land in a boat. And for some reason, you always have the knack to wave when you're on a boat or on a train. You're, you're, you're passing by, and there's people on the platform, or there's people on the shore. I don't know why, but you get this urge to wave. Hey, don't know you. Don't never met you in my life. Waving. Hey. And when you do that, you never know what the outcome's going to be. And sometimes we're surprised. Like, I remember driving down a road once, and, uh, you know, I'm driving along. There's no one else along, 
and I see an older guy, like an old man, probably like 70-something, you know, look kind of nice. You know, you can look at people and kind of gauge how, how you think they are. The guy looked kind of nice, I guess, and he's just walking up the road, so I slow down very respectfully so he knows that my big black pickup truck isn't a threat, um, that he can walk on by without getting crushed. And uh, as he's walking, he looks right up at me. And I'm like, oh, look at the old guy. What a nice fella. So I wave to him. I'm like, hey, nothing. The guy gives me, like, the look of death. Like, just stone cold, like, no reaction. My hand's still in the air with the wave. And he just glares at me, looks down, and keeps walking. And my hand's just hanging in the air as if, like, if it had a face and a personality, my hand would be like, oh, uh, um, oh, okay, uh, yeah. And then my hand would just embarrassingly come down, which it did anyways. But the other thing on the other side of the spectrum, because we are in a spectrum, my friends, (laughs) um, The other end of the spectrum, you get unexpected delight. Well, let's say you're walking down the street and, you know, a beautiful girl's walking at you or some dude or an old lady. And let's face it, most people, when they're walking, just walk with a neutral expression on their face. They're not smiling. They're not happy. They're not sad. They're not grinning. So, you you know, everyone's kind of plain, So you never know what the result's going to be. And this is fun when you're walking by someone and you smile. You smile at them and maybe it turns into a bigger smile. And then there's even like, oh, hi. You know. And what's really nice is when you smile at someone and somehow it ignites their smile. And all of a sudden they're like, oh, hi. And you just see them go from being very plain and neutral to their face lighting up because a smile lights up a face. I'm smiling right now. (laughs) Um, (laughs) And you're probably turning off this podcast. Um, uh, But um, so it's it's really cool when you uh, when you can bring that out in someone by you smiling. They in turn smile. And then here's the other side of the old cranky old man that I wasted a high, a hello, and a hand wave on. The other day I was walking in the street, and there was a guy standing in front of his taxi cab. He wasn't in it. It was a nice day, so he was standing out, leaning, sitting on, like, the edge of the hood of his his taxi with his arms crossed, which... Right away, arms crossed is kind of uh, that body language thing. It's like, leave me alone, get away, I'm blocking you, right? And it was an older gentleman, and he was maybe Indian or Pakistani. He was wearing a white-collared shirt, uh, khaki pants. Um, But on top of his head, he had a big, like, pink or light-colored turban. And he had a big, long gray beard and very traditional, uh, you know, Indian or Sikh or whatever the nationality. I didn't ask him. Excuse me, sir. What's your nationality? It's up yours. I think it's international everywhere. Up yours? Okay, thank you, sir. Up yours. Um, But this guy didn't look that friendly, right? And then all of a sudden in my head, too, I got the whole culture barrier thing. I'm like, I'm a pasty white boy. 
this guy's uh, this guy's uh, you know East Indian or something. And then I started thinking about all the crap swirling in the air about uh, you know nine eleven and stereotyping Muslims and people that are of Indian persuasion or Middle Eastern persuasion. And it's just inadvertent. It's not you know I don't know if anyone nowadays can get away from that because we're inundated with it. And it's not to say you're prejudiced, it's just those things come into your head. And it sucks that they do, but that's the environment, that's the world that we live in. So here's this this very tall Indian man, older, doesn't look happy. His, his face wasn't actually neutral. It was kind of a little bit of a scowl. And I thought, God, the poor guy's driving a cab. And I don't know how good is life when you're driving a cab and you're standing in the street and he's got this long, long gray beard, which I think in, in uh, you know, in that, in that society is a sign of being distinguished. And, you know, it's, it's a uh, it's a stature thing. And, and the turban is definitely uh, I don't know if it's ceremonial, but it's traditional Again, I think it's, uh, you know, obviously part of the culture and the stature and all that stuff. And for some reason, I locked eyes with the guy. And I was like, I'm not going to let all the BS floating around in the world uh, dissuade me from from uh, giving this guy a greeting. I'm a human being. He's a human being. We've obviously made uh, eye contact. What am I just going to look away and ignore him? He doesn't, and regardless of his cultural background, even as a human being, he didn't look like he was in a particularly good mood. He was just standing there kind of. So here's what I'm getting at. I know this is long-winded, but here's 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 the upside of, of human communication and smiling. And So I was like, what the hell? I got nothing to lose. I'm in a good mood. Let me share it, right? So I'm walking, I get closer to the guy, he's standing there, and I go, hey, how's it going? And this guy, in the blink of an eye, went from what I presume to be a scowling, uh, you know, down mood that he was in. He couldn't have pepped up and been more friendly. He just lit up, his face lit up. His whole body language changed. His face, all the muscles in his face changed. And he's like, hello, how are you today? And I was like, doing great. And he goes, that's very good. And we smiled, and that was it. And I felt great. You know why I felt great? Because like I said, when I first saw him, I made all these assumptions. I made the assumption that he's an angry guy. He's not in a good mood. He might be an ass. But after that little connection we had, I felt really good because I maybe I helped snap him out of whatever frame of mind he was in, and maybe he wasn't in a bad frame of mind. Maybe he was standing there daydreaming and slow dancing with his wife and eating caviar. I don't know. But that's what I'm saying about being human, about, uh, you know, not being afraid to reach out each other, even in a small way. And uh, spread a little joy, a little happiness. Take a chance. Say hi to someone. You know, you'd, you'd be amazed uh, how unstartled people really are. I, th- I think it's actually nice. But we live in a society that's we're so uh, tight, tightly wound that everyone's afraid to make the first, you know, contact. 
They're afraid if they say hi, they're going to get some guy. You open the door, and then the guy doesn't shut up. Hi, hi. So anyways, I'm in town. My wife and I live in Minnesota. We have three daughters. One's going to law school. You know, you're always afraid of that. But if it's just passing and it's a friendly hi, a wave, give it a try. You're always going to get the weird crankster, the guy that's not going to respond. But more often than not, you'll be amazed how much mileage and how good it can make not only the other person, but you feel with just a cheery happy hi and hello. So hi and hello. Welcome to the podcast. The most long-winded way to greet you. And now I'm getting out of this topic. Goodbye. But hello. So you don't go away angry. But goodbye. Oh, hello. Goodbye. Hello. I'm going gonna, I'm gonna to use hello to say goodbye so you don't think I'm ending on a negative. Hello. Now, I told you kids not to have sex out on the front lawn. Now you're gone and got a sprinkler up your butt. I sound like Hank Hill, don't I? Well now, Peggy, I'm afraid we've got to get some propane out there. How many of you have had dangerous sex? Like you fell off the bed. Or you crashed through a window. Or you accidentally knocked the car into gear and rolled through a store. Oh yeah, we've all done it, man. I won't keep it a secret. I did it right through the middle of a table once. You know, the middle of the table where the two sides come together. Sometimes you get a dining room table and they slide together. Well, be careful if you're doing it right in the middle of the table where the stress is the highest and the weakest point is right in the middle at the seam. I'm not kidding. I went right through the table Right at the exact moment of you-know-what. I tell you, man, talk about a lot of different things going through your head at the same time. Pleasure, fear, pain, surprise, excitement, shock, awe, terror, embarrassment, laughter. (laughs) It all comes to you when you're in the middle of lovemaking and you crash right through a table and hit the floor. It's about a four-foot drop, people. I mean, lucky for me, I had someone under me, so she took the brunt, but, you know, what am I supposed to do? That's the way it's done, right? How about you folks? Anything crazy? Anybody get their uh, butt caught in a ceiling fan? Anyone have their dog jump on them in the middle of it? A cat run up their back? Maybe the uh, pool guy walked by the window and you got caught? You know what? Call me. I want to hear... If I can tell you about me going through a table, people, and no, it didn't happen at Ikea, okay? It happened at home. If I can be that open with you, you can damn well share with me, okay? I want to hear from you. I dare ya. Don't be shy, you little weasels. Tell me about your dangerous sex stories. See if you can outdo my dining room table adventure there, Indiana Jones. Dangerous sex... The Harland Highway. Uh, uh, (laughs) Yeah, that's right. You know where the phone number is. Go to harlandwilliams.com. The phone number's right there at the bottom of the page on the website. Let us hear your stories. Should be fun. Hopefully there's some goodies. 
Um, because that's what makes life funny. You never, you never forget those ones, right? You probably, most of you have probably made love a million times. You probably don't remember most of them, but I guarantee you'll always remember the one where you smashed through a wall or got bit in the ass by a dog or a cop caught you or something. So let us know. We're waiting to hear from you, you naughty, naughty, naughty people. Oh. Okay, so we all need to buy new clothes from time to time. That can be traumatic. I'm a guy. I'm not great at it. I don't love it. Uh, but I wander into these shops, and I'm not as confident about buying clothes as maybe most people, or a lot of women are great at clothing. They understand it. They know about the fit and the form and the color coordinating and the styles, and I'm just like, yeah, where's the jeans on the uh, T-shirt, please? Right? So I kind of go in there low-key, hiding under my hat. I just kind of want to be left alone to figure it out, because I'm too embarrassed to admit to anyone that works there that uh, I don't know what I'm doing. But sure enough, you're in Banana Republic or someplace, which is, by the way, a weird place to buy clothes, because I feel like I'm at a fruit market. Yeah, man, I'm here for some bananas. And when I'm here, will you fit me for a nice suit, man? So I'm at Banana Republic, I'm wandering around, trying to hide, and all of a sudden, there they are. The perky little store attendant. Hi, may I help you? No, I'm, uh, I'm just looking. Well, let me know if I can help you find anything, okay? I'll be right here. Okay, thanks. Yeah, my name's Janet. You sure I can't help you find anything? No, Janet, I'm, I'm, I'm going to be okay. Okay, because I'm going to be right here. If you need anything, I'll be here to help you. Okay, Janet, simmer. Okay, I'll be right here. I'm Janet. Okay, and you kind of move away. Like, I better get out of the pants section, man. That chick's a little hello. So you move over to where the shirts are, right? You're like, okay, they're hanging up. I can just browse. I'll just look around at the shirts. And then all of a sudden, hi, I'm Daryl. How are you? Oh, hey, Daryl. How's it going? Hey, can I help you with something? Uh, no, I'm okay. Are you sure? I mean, we got these great new green shirts here. Why don't you try one on? I can help you. I'll go right into the locker room with you, help you take your shirt off, and help you put this one on. I bet you'd like that. Uh, no, Daryl, I'm okay. Okay, well, you let me know. I'll be right here, okay? Standing right behind you, you can probably feel my breath on the little ciliated hairs that are sticking out of your ears. I'm Daryl. Okay, Daryl, thanks, man. I'm going to go over to the shoe section. You want me to come with you? I could come too. No, I don't want either of you. So you try to get away. You're in the shoe section. Hi, can I help you? Oh, God. Yeah, can you help me just find a spot where no one's going to be? Could you find me? help find me a nice quiet spot where I won't be bothered by anyone in this store? Well, sure. Why don't you go down the street to Abercrombie Finch? Great. See you later. And could I get a dozen bananas to go? Yaman! You just made a wrong turn onto the Harland Highway. I'll just put on my trucker hat. Keep on rolling. Can I help you? Get lost! Hey, Harland, this is Brandon from New Jersey. I love the podcast, man. Love it. Been listening to it for a few months. Just wanted to tell you that sometimes when you introduce a topic... I get really pissed. 
And then I listen to you explain it, and, you know, it kind of makes sense. So, you know, just want to enjoy listening to it, uh, enjoy your perspective. I'm going to come back if I see you. I'm going to walk back to you. All right, so I like to get the laughs, right? That's what this show is about. I like to put a smile on people's faces. Sometimes I go too far. Yeah, I admit. Like, the other day I rented a Bumblebee costume at a costume shop. Went up on a bridge over the highway, the highway overpass. Waited for a big 18-wheeler to come wailing down the turnpike. And timed it just right that I jumped off the bridge and splatted right on this guy's windshield. You know, there was me just... My face pressed against the glass. I think the costume was buzzing. I think that little built-in thing was buzzing. I think there was a lot of blood gushing out of my face. This guy screamed his ass off. The truck swerving all over the place. I think he took out a few other cars. He jackknifed, flipped his truck. All his cargo spilled. I flew off, hit a tree. Just about broke my back. And yeah, that joke hurt. Okay, that one was painful. But is what I did wrong? No. Yeah, sometimes my jokes hurt. But at the end of the day, we need to laugh. So there you go. It's on you, not on me. Ha 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 ha. There. Harlan Williams, defiantly making you laugh here on the Harland Highway. And speaking of giving you the laughs, people, oh my goodness, uh, this weekend, yes indeed, I will be in Columbus, Ohio at the Funny Bone Comedy Club uh, Friday, November 19th through um, the 21st, two shows Friday, two shows Saturday. And uh, it's going to be a good time. Get your tickets now. Um, I usually sell out at this venue, so I'm not just saying that, oh, tickets are sold out. No, it's true. This is one of my best venues. I always uh, do really well. Pack it in. I don't want you to be disappointed. Um, So you can uh, call the Funny Bone in Columbus, Ohio. You can get all the info at harlandwilliams.com. Just click on my stand-up comedy schedule, and uh, they have all the reservation numbers and show times and all that jazz. So come on out. It's going to be a good old time, and I will be there uh, with my new movie, Fudgy Wudgy Fudge Face on DVD, selling it after the show. You can come and say hello, shake hands, say hi, buy a movie if you want to. No pressure, but it's there if uh, you want to. It'll be the first time uh, I'll be selling the movie in public, so you will be the first to get your hands on Fudgy Wudgy Fudge Face, my indie movie that I wrote and directed. Um, You can go to fudgefilm.com to learn more. And um, who said this show was about learning? Hell no. This show is about uh, nutty stuff. But here's something that's not so nutty that that maybe is an insult, okay? Tell me if this insults you, okay? You're at the store, and you buy something, you pick something up, and you head down to the cash register, 
And for those of you that still know what money is, I know most of you pull out the old credit card, but any of you who still remember what cash looks like, right? You pull your bills out of your wallet, all the moths fly off of them. And let's say you have a 20 or a 50 or, God forbid, a 100. Woohoo! And you hand it to the uh, the cashier, and you're thinking, groovy, you know, here's my money, you give me my product, you give me my change, I'm on my way. But then all of a sudden you get this, this uh, kid who looks like, uh, you know, they just got out of college, and they're working behind the counter at the Gap or Urban Outfitters or at a restaurant or who knows where. And next thing you know, they're holding your bill up to the light. And you're like, wait, what? what's going on? They, they, they hold your, they take your 50 or your 20 or your 100 and they hold it up to the light. And I'm like, what, what, am I missing something? Is there a prayer service about to begin? Oh, Dominum Nostrum, Dominum Christi, we have a $50 bill, we have a $100 bill, amen. Why are they holding it up to the light? Well, you know why they're holding it up to the light? Because suddenly me, Joe Schmo, who's in uh, to buy a new t-shirt, is under a criminal investigation. They're holding it up to the light to see if it's counterfeit. I'm like, yeah, lady, I'm walking around with counterfeit bills. I work hard every day, every week. I pay my taxes. I try to do the right thing. You know, I cash my measly paycheck. I pay my mortgage on my house. I put gas in my car. And how do I do it? Well, I'm in my basement with my Xerox machine making fake money. Yeah, that's right. You got me. That's a fake hundred. Damn, I wish I hadn't run out of ink in my uh, photocopier. If only I had bought some more toner. That bill would have looked more real. What am I, Al Capone all of a sudden? I'm just trying to buy a lousy t-shirt at Urban Outfitters. What the hell, am I going to jail? And then if that's not bad enough, they hold your money up in front of the, the rest of the lines all mumbling. They're looking at it like, oh, what the hell? We got some kind of convicted, uh, some kind of felon up here. What the hell is that guy doing? Somebody call 911. Everyone's mumbling. They think you're a criminal. You're kind of hiding under your hat. Jesus Christ, what the hell is this? I'm, I make a hundred grand a year. What the hell am I holding up my money? And then you think you're out of the woods, and then that's not enough. They have a special pen. Some of them have a special pen, like it looks like a highlighter, and they they, they streak it across your money and then hold it up again. Well, we couldn't tell when we held it up to the light, but you might be really good at counterfeiting, so we're going to do the old highlighter test. Oh, boy, more humiliation. And then when that doesn't work, some of them, I'm not even kidding, have like a purple, like a CSI DNA light. It looks like one of those bug lights you hang hang out in your yard. What are you doing? Checking for more counterfeit? No, sir. We're making sure there's no mosquitoes or black flies on your money. Whoops, we just got a moth. It's crazy, man.
Now, look, I get it. Counterfeit money can sneak into the system, filter into the system. Someone could have handed it to you. I mean, there's there's paper money moving around all the time. Okay, it is quite possible. I, in fact, I would say it's quite probable that each and every one of us has probably transferred counterfeit money at one point in our lives unknowingly. So what happens when that day comes when uh, Vashal, working at the Gap, holds your uh, 50 up to the light and turns out, uh, you know, somehow it filtered into your wallet from Luigi back in New Jersey. (laughs) Warning, warning, counterfeiter, counterfeiter in the store. All these steel gates come sliding down. Alarms are flashing. Security guards pop out with their guns drawn. And you're like, what the hell is this? I just came from the ATM machine, man. I was just hoping to do a little weekend shopping. You end up over at uh, Fulton Prison or you're out there on, uh, what's that, that one out in the middle of the Alcatraz there? You're, suddenly you're locked up in Alcatraz. Because you tried to buy a shirt at the Banana Republic? Hi, my name's Daryl. Can I get you a lawyer? Oh, not you again. I'm here too. It's me, Diane. Oh, Christ. (laughs) So there you go. Hey, be careful with your money. Maybe it's best just stick to a credit card. Who knows? Next thing you know, they'll be holding those up to the light. Oh, Lord, what a world. Well, speaking of holding things up to the light, it looks like we might have to hold the end of the show up to the light because we are at the end of the show. And this is a real show, not a counterfeit show, okay? Just so you know. Um, so I hope you had a good time here today. Don't forget, check out harlemwilliams.com for all your Christmas needs. We have a great store there with uh, with my book, The Things You Don't Know You Don't Know. We have Rocket Man DVDs on sale. We have my comedy special. We have comedy CDs. We have T-shirts. We have kids' books. We have uh, music CDs. We have unusual, one-of-a-kind art objects that I've done. All kinds of cool stuff, man. And a lot of it comes autographed, and a lot of it's one-of-a-kind merchandise that You know, you buy it and nobody else owns it. That's why I like having a store, because I like to have one-of-a-kind items that are unique that in turn make you unique. And I like offering that to people. I don't don't like uh, all the brand name stuff that we we all consume in the world. I, I like it when you're the one and only owner of a certain piece of art or an object that you like. So anyways, just an idea, you know, check it out. Christmas will be here before you know it. We uh, mail it out to you pronto, and uh, you can wrap it yourself because I ain't very good at that. Um, Don't forget, you can listen to the Harland Highway uh, at Stitcher. It's a free app. You can uh, download it on your phone. Go to Stitcher.com to find out all about it or check out your app store uh, on your uh, iPhone or whatever phone you use. Dial up Stitcher, Stitcher Radio, and uh, and come see me at the Funny Bone this weekend in Columbus, Ohio. 
And uh, that's our show. Hope you had a great time. I know I did. Keep your calls and your letters coming right here to the Harland Highway. And until next time, chicken chow mein, baby. Sometimes when you introduce a topic, I get really pissed. Yeah.